We acknowledge the Aboriginal people of Victoria, the First Nations, and offer respects to Elders, both past and present. Welcome to a new podcast series for carers by Kinship Carers Victoria. Kinship Carers Victoria has just released the eighth report as part of its longitudinal study on kinship carer families. Director of Grandparents Victoria, Anne McLeish, speaks about the report. Anne, can you tell us a bit about the longitudinal study, when it was begun and, and why did you start it originally? Well, we started it some eight years ago, Bradley, but we started it because at that time there was a lot of discussion about the stability of various placements for children in out-of-home care. And the question was, what placement provides the most stability and ongoing security for these children? As the organisation representing kinship carers, we felt certain that we would be able to demonstrate that it's the kinship carers that provide most stability and that that's largely because the placement of the children within the bosom of their biological family makes the difference. And when you place them with relatives, the relatives are more likely to make personal sacrifices towards the well-being of the children. So we started the study to be able to demonstrate that over time. And if you're talking about stability, you have to measure over time. The richness of the data arising from the study has been such that we've learnt a lot of other things along the way, but certainly the stability that kinship care provides is well and truly established. You mentioned stability, but a major positive outcome from kinship care placement is the amount of children being reconciled with their parents. Yes, we'd always hoped that this would emerge through the longitudinal study, but one of the surprises for us was the extent to which it emerged, meaning that the numbers of children who were reconciled with their parents from their kinship care placement was quite pleasing. More pleasing still was that those placements have worked and that the family seems to have rebalanced itself. So even those grandparents who were quite reluctant to reconcile the children with their parents now report to us that the placement is working and that they are seeing their grandchildren and that they have a relationship with them that is much more like the relationship they have with their other grandchildren. Now, all of that adds up to a very successful story, in our opinion. So how do the rates of reconciliation compare between children in kinship care and other out-of-home care, such as foster care? Well, I can't give you any statistics to demonstrate the numbers of children reconciliated from foster care, but it doesn't take long to think about the fact that it's much harder to do it from foster care. Bear in mind, for example, that children who are placed in foster care often have a, a series of placements and that makes reconciliation much harder. One surprising finding from the latest report on the study appears to be the number of new children entering into kinship care placements. Yes, Bradley, this was a surprise to us as well. Um, we never thought when we embarked on this adventure that we would be recording such large numbers of children coming into these kinship care placements. There's even one example where the kinship carer was um, about to finish their official role as a kinship carer with the youngest child in their care turning 18. And that person took on another child. Now, we went back to some of these kinship carers and asked them 
why they did that, considering that they had um, officially finished their role and that perhaps this was the time where they could relax a little. Why start again was our question to them. Their answer was invariably that they did not want to see siblings separated. Um, and quite frankly, their answer was blew us away because in, um, in talking in those terms, the grandparents were now matching the very research that is now emerging about the importance of sibling connection. With some psychiatrists even arguing that it's much more important than parent connection. That tells me that the grandparents through instinct um, knew what was good for the children in their care and are quite determined to keep siblings connected wherever they can. One of the key elements of this longitudinal study is the level of carer wellbeing. What has the latest report shown? Well, every year we closely monitor the wellbeing of the carers. We feel obliged to do that. Um, it's, way, it's a way of us honouring their work for a start, but it's also important to know that the, the people who are raising these very vulnerable children are in fact well and happy themselves. This year we've found that the well-being of some carers is starting to deteriorate. That shouldn't be a surprise because they are getting older now and it's to be expected that some of the aspects of old age will start to kick in. It's also true that some of the partners of some of the carers have died in, in the, um, the life of the study, which has brought in an overlay of grief on top of the fairly um, heavy responsibilities of being a, a kinship carer. The thing that we have to take home from this and that decisions make, decision makers have to bear in mind is that we can't just throw money at kinship carers. We need to offer them a whole range of emotional supports. I'm not sure about the best way to do that, but I suspect that those emotional supports are best provided in the local communities and by the local communities. Some of the carers report to us that their neighbours are very supportive and that they couldn't continue their role without their neighbours. And I think that that's a good start, to, um, place to start about thinking of support for kinship carers. I'm also keen for organisations such as Lions Clubs and Rotaries to turn their mind to the needs of the kinship carers in their community. In the past, we have been able to broker the funding of um, Christmas lunches for kinship carers, for example. People will never understand until they see it for themselves just how grateful kinship carers are for that sort of support. Um, it, it demonstrates to them that the community in which they live actually appreciates their role and acknowledgement of the fact that they are not only raising their own family's children but the community's children will sustain them for many days into the future. How much longer will kinship carers continue this study? Well, we're going to continue it for a good many years more, Bradley. Um, we didn't start with that in mind, but because of the new children coming into the study and because these grandparents are making what we see as extraordinary efforts, we've decided to match their extraordinary efforts with efforts of our own. And we will do the study for um, a good many years more until the full story is told. One of the things that we started to do most recently as a result of this study is to track the children. These 113 families in the study are between them now raising 196 children. 
Last year, we tracked every one of those children to find out what they're doing with their lives. And the story is really stunningly positive. Um, the story is so good that, that these kinship carers need to be labelled as national heroes. Look out for the next podcast in this series to be published on the last Friday in July. This podcast series is made possible through funding provided by the Victorian Government's Department of Health and Human Services.